Hi friend, welcome to Valley and View. I'm Betsy and I'm so glad you're joining us for today's conversation. Get ready, because today you're getting about 10 mini-sermons wrapped up into one episode. Inspired by a recent TikTok trend, the dubbed TikTok queen herself, Allie, and I are drafting our 2023 worship song picks. For your listening convenience, all of the songs mentioned in today's episode will be included in our 2023 worship song draft playlist, in addition to our regular March playlist. Both will be linked in the show notes. And although it's going to sound like this episode is sponsored by TikTok and Hillsong, it's definitely not. We're ready to jump all in, but before we do, just a quick disclaimer. The conversations you're about to hear are based on our personal experiences and relationships. We hope you hear something in these conversations that spark an idea, an emotion, or even breakthrough in some way. But please do not take our words as gospel truth. That can only be found in one place. So let these conversations enter your hearts and your minds, but let the Lord speak to you in ways that only He can. All right, you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the pod, Al. Thanks, Betty. Happy to be here. So excited. So happy uh, Sabbathing with you today. The deep Sabbathing. Deep Sabbath. We've been deep Sabbathing. We re- we are recording this on daylight savings time, and we woke up at what time did I say? Ten forty-five. Eleven. Basically at noon. At noon, but n- like eleven, which we never do. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking that on last week on the episode with Mallory and we were talking about like Sabbath and what I would want to do. And she mentioned brunch. I was like, Oh no, never brunch. Just a midday meal. Yeah. We definitely just have brunch. So shout out Mal. Yeah, we did basically Um, a midday meal though. mm -hmm. And we're about to have some good supper. Oh, cannot wait for the chicken and dumps. Haven't had them in so long. What chicken and dumps is chicken and dumplings. We love we we really love and we haven't made them yet this season back no. when we lived together in the farmhouse we had distinct responsibilities yes and yours was the dumps basically making the dumpling mix and specifically then dropping them into the pot yeah but every now and then we make that a little teamwork as well you'd hold the wooden spoon or get a little oh. backboard action mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's really funny actually good job yeah well it'll be nice to do it again together yeah love that but before we get to chicken and dumplings, we do have um, a pod episode that we've been wanting to do for a while. A new series, if you will. Oh, for sure a series. But today we're going to start out with the 2023 worship song draft. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Probably good. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, anyways, do you want to start out explaining what the draft is since you are the TikTok queen and this is where it originated? Yeah. So I was telling Betsy, we have a couple of um, like songs that we both really like and we talk about a lot. And so we wanted to do, originally we were like, we should do an episode for that song and an episode for that song. And then we ended up having like lots of episodes for specific songs we wanted to talk about. And then I on TikTok had seen, and if any of you are on TikTok, you've probably seen it, but it's these two guys started the trend, but they did a draft trend. So like, they would pick a category and then they would each pick their top five and they would like draft them. So like 
they would pick fruits, for example, and then they would they would take it like a sports draft and they would essentially take turns trying to get their best fruits on their team or whatever the topic was. So I told Betsy about that and I was like, we could do that for worship songs and then that way we could talk about more than one song per episode and we yes. wouldn't have like thousands of episodes about <laughs> worship songs. So now we're going to do this worship draft and this is more like contemporary Christian, I guess. Yeah, like... Praise and worship music. Yeah, yeah. What you might hear at church in like a more contemporary church. Yeah, yeah. But we also. Oh, just kidding. I'm getting that. It'll be a surprise. Okay. It's going to be a surprise. We We just do have more drafts to come with particular categories, mostly because we just both love music and Mm -hmm. different genres. But our, our tastes are a little bit different, I think. Like we like the same categories, but within that category, very different song types i don't think in worship we really are that different Mm, no but like but also i guess how different can you be country music sometimes we are betsy doesn't like female singers (laughs) betsy has beef with female voices i don't have beef i just don't like it she doesn't like listening to female singers female country in general i think if you made a list i would i would i would bet that but i also do think and i've thought about this before when I'm I would say a that's hard valid. time for that's having valid. beef with not female singers. Betsy doesn't sing, like, except <laughs> for just chilling, singing. I do sing, not, like, a lot, but, like... Not that I don't sing. I can't sing. Like, I can decently sing, and, like, I've been asked to sing at things before. So, like, I think that might be why I like female singers, and you don't. Because a lot of times, if I'm considering songs that I can sing or ask to sing, mm-hmm. they're asking me to sing female songs. Yeah. Can you tell about the top... <laughs> What? One of our first summers at camp. You're talking about your dad? Yeah, where we had to go sing for a church. Yeah. We sang at Marlboro. Wait, wait. Yeah, let me me preface this by saying my dad, for my entire existence, has always told me I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Mm -hmm. And then tell. Yeah, so one of our, at camp number one, um, we, at that point in time, the staff was going to different churches and we were doing like worship services on some Sundays. And so we actually went to like my home church and, um, wait, this one was at Marlboro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This happened at Marlboro. Yeah. Cause your parents came to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, so I guess that's why I was kind of singing. Like I had a little bit of a solo part because but, but we were to, at my home church to set the scene. It was a staff of about 20, 25 people yeah. all singing together. Like you can't, yeah, but we were all up on the stage and I had the mic and in my hand cause you had a solo because I had like a solo part in the song and Betsy was standing like pretty close behind me, yeah. I guess. And her dad, Mark, was at the, the the worship service that day. And so I did my like thing. And then when I finished mine, I like casually, you know, put my mic behind my back, like had my hands behind my back because it was the whole group singing. And afterwards, Mark was like, I got really nervous when you put that microphone behind your back because I thought it was going to pick <laughs> Betsy up and she can't carry a tune. No, he thought you but, were passing it to me to sing. Oh, I didn't realize that. No, yeah. Not oh, just no. that it would pick me up, but that I also had a solo. This is this is bringing up many memories of Marlboro solos uh, throughout the years, which is very funny. So, wait, Ooh. what was the one that you and um you and Brooke and Tiffany did for? No, uh, that's the one I'm initially thinking of. <laughs> it was a Christmas program. And here's well, I thought it was a talent show. No, that we were we did do talent show. Did you pick a song that was like that was sh- me and my friend Kelly, and we picked Dixie Chicks. The chicks. The, um, he's two and she's four. 
Is it about an affair? And we sang it. Our parents let us sing it at the talent show. Like, why? We were in like fourth or fifth grade. Oh, my God. That was, was such a good song. But what I was thinking about is at a Christmas one, Brooke and Tiffany. Yeah. Bless them. So, Brooke, Brooke can sing, but Brooke is very influenced by what's around her yeah so if she's standing beside someone who can sing in key and on tune she can too right but if she's not she she doesn't she matches them so she like i don't know why this was even a thing because bless her our girl tiffany can't sing no no cannot sing and she knows so many other things she that the the lord had to take one talent away from her right like and it so is she that. wouldn't be perfect. Yeah, it's really bad. And so, for whatever reason, Brooke and Tiffany got assigned a solo line together. It was rough. That was rough. But, so, you know, those that, were always interesting, those concert situations at yeah. church growing up. I have never. We were older, though. We were in, like, high school. I was about to say, I have never done a church, <laughs> a church solo or any type but of singing. Have. But I have. Um, actually a couple things. So when I was like really young, I don't think you know this, but, um, my dad was the children's choir director. Uh Uh-huh. That makes sense to me. Yeah. A lot of sense. Um, it was called the little voices of God. That's really cute. (laughs) It was really cute. Led my marker. Yeah. So I sang in that when I was a kid, but then when I was in high school, um, me and my friend Wesley, so I was a senior, he was a junior, but for whatever reason that year, we didn't have a youth director, but we had a couple people who, um, like parents of other youth who kind of like helped out, but there yeah. was nobody like directly as a youth director. So me and Wesley ended up doing a lot that year. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we did, so I went to like a traditional like Methodist church. And mm-hmm. then so at some point throughout my high school years, they came up with a contemporary service, but contemporary in the sense that you, you sang songs that were, casted via a projector like that was about all that was contemporary yeah. about it yeah, yeah, yeah um and maybe it was some michael w smith or we're good <laughs> go on she doesn't trust me with the mics no it picks it up anyways like michael w smith or um mm-hmm. chris Tom, like those kinds of songs um but one one year for the contemporary service when me and wesley were kind of heading things up we did the song um it's called baby got book did I tell you about this? No. So it's a Christian version of Baby Got Back. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. And we, it was, looking back, it was very inappropriate in all of the ways, but they let us do that in front of the church. And like, I mean, Wesley rapped like the entire thing and I had a few parts in there and all these other kids that we got to do it. And I remember we had like a big, like we made a big, big Bible but it like starts off, oh my gosh, Becky, look at her Bible. It is oh so my big. <laughs> oh, I'll link it if it's still on the internet somewhere. Um, but we did that entire song and that that and I think we did another one. Like after that, our youth group we we're like, Oh, that would be so cool if we took secular songs and made them Christian songs. I feel like we did one other one, but I don't remember what it was. But the Baby Got Book was already created, and we just sang it. But then we started taking other songs and, and trying to them. change them. And it was it was just a time. I bet. That sounds very entertaining. But it was very entertaining, and me and Wesley had a great time with it. This is the Wesley I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah. But anyways, today we are choosing worship songs that already exist, and we won't be changing lyrics or singing them for you. Um, well. Maybe. You can't. You never I'm know. not. I don't plan on it, but <laughs> you never know. 
But we are going to start our 2023 worship song draft. And um, in my mind, I've been picturing this like an NFL draft, like football draft. Mm-hmm. Um, that NFL is football. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it just is. <laughs> so we're going to have to do a coin flip. I did not have a coin, but I did grab an espresso pod. So you can choose. It's a very fair situation over <laughs> It here. does. It literally lands both ways. We tried it multiple times. So do you want the round bottom side or the flat side? I want the round. You want round side? Yeah, I guess. Okay, I so care. then I'll take flat side. All right, here we go. Okay. We, we do need a third party to toss, but I'm just going to toss That's it. okay. Are you throwing it on the floor? Did I choose flat side? Yeah, but does that mean flat side up or down? Because of the head, <laughs> a coin flip. It has to be up. That's right. Okay. Okay, so we'll start over. That didn't didn't count. Okay, okay. so you're round side. So yeah, we're saying round, round side is up. up then I that's get you. To, mm-hmm. Okay, should I throw it on the floor or the table? Maybe I think the floor. Yeah. Okay, ready. Gives it more room. And Allie's going first Woo! because also gravity. Yeah, and I tried to kind explain of. that to her, and that's why I strategically chose that side. But sometimes, sometimes when we were throwing mm-hmm. it, it landed the other way. It's okay. You can go first, anyways. Yeah. Um, we get the gist. Okay, so we're gonna do. Sorry, that wasn't on purpose. I'm sorry. Allie touched the mic with her foot. Um, so you're going to go first, and we're going to go song number one you're going to explain, and then I'll go song number one and explain, or do we want to do all five yeah, first? Yeah, I think we go then, back and forth. Okay. Yeah. All right, and depending on how this goes, we're going to do top five each, and we might also have, like, a bench. We had a hard time narrowing. Song, Yeah. But yeah, we'll just we'll just see. Okay. Just come along for the ride with us. We'll see. We'll Anything can happen. Okay. All right, start us off. Number one, your number one draft pick. All right, my number one draft pick, and it is because it's the one that I feel we both probably have on our list. I know you're gonna do it. <laughs> what did it be like? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've talked about this in previous episodes, but Briefly. this is the song that I sent Betsy. In a season where I knew she was going to be annoyed with me for sending it to her because she was, you know, I was feeling it and it's fine. And I knew that, but I had been listening to it for a few weeks and I was just like, you know, I need to send it to her. I need to get it out there. Whatever. It's a great song. Um, but for me right now, I think this is the most consistent one that I've, I don't know if like in a couple of years it'll be at the top of my list but right now it's the most consistent song I've been going back to and p- mostly it's because I sing it like kind of as a prayer yeah and um the part that we've referenced excuse me we've referenced before <laughs> is the wouldn't wouldn't it be like you to be different wait what how wouldn't it be like you to be different than we thought but better yeah it's also really hard to like speak lyrics instead of singing that's what i'm saying i'll probably end up singing tune but that's the part we've talked about because um in previous episodes or whatever and i love that as well but the main reason and the part that i like pray the most is the bridge so it's the part the um it says so help me be like mary laid down pouring out and i won't miss you in a crowd because i love your voice and i know the sound and jesus if it's you on the water in the cloud i'll be the first one to walk out because i love your voice and i know the sound um and i think that's been like a really prominent prayer for me in the past few months because of like my current season and I know in the first episodes we were talking about I felt like I was in a valley for I mean Mm -hmm. years like the most valley like season of life I've ever had and it lasted the longest um and this has just been like I just kind of this pops into my head all the time and I listen to it all the time but it's just like I want to be humbled. Like, I want to be like Mary. I want to be at your feet. I want to 
be obedient in that way. But also I really, the especially the part of I won't miss you in a crowd because I love your voice and I know the sound. Mm-hmm. It's like for the last few years, there's been so many moments of those where it's like, I don't know that I would have known the sound yeah. of his voice because I was so distant and I had pushed him so far away. And so I think that's just been my prayer over the last few months, especially of just like, I don't want to miss it. Like I want to be able to confidently say, I'm not going to miss it because I know your voice mm-hmm. because I, I have known your voice before and I've known it really well. And I've had seasons of my life where it's like, I'm just constantly hearing the spirit throughout the day. And when you're, you've experienced that before and then yeah. you're away from that, it's, sucks like it's not fun and again a lot of it was my own posture but that's just been just been my main prayer so that's why it's currently number one on my list and I didn't want Betsy to snipe it away (laughs) from me because it's been a really big influence on me kind of getting out of the valley and continuing to grow closer with the Lord again and you know just shifting my posture in my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't number one on my list, but it was on the list. So now that has been taking off. Yeah. Um, but I will just give a quick synopsis of why I put it on the yeah, list. Yeah, but yeah. also when you talking about like being like Mary and you said like there's times in the past year or so or a couple years that you don't know that you would have seen God or whatever. Yeah. But I think the opposite too, like when you are so fully focused on him like you see him everywhere and the littlest things and you're like that's kind of dumb but that was god for sure and that's such a great feeling yeah right yeah so when you're not there it sucks yeah but when you're there it's cool it's great yeah it's the best um so yeah same as you like definitely got that in a season that i really needed to hear and i was pissed off the very first time (laughs) i mean we kind of mentioned it on the first couple episodes but if you haven't listened to those Long story short, found myself in a place where I really needed to hear um, these words. And Allie sent it to me, and I listened to it, like, halfway through in my car and then turned it off. I was, like, actually so mad. Um, But then it became one of my favorite songs. But same thing. I like the different but better. Um, But for me, kind of my main thing with the song is, um, like, I like how it walks through. And I'm going to pull up the lyrics. Um, I like how it walks through. Um the different but better and kind of tell some examples mm-hmm. in scripture of like how things were different but better. So mm-hmm. like the first one, thought my savior was coming with a sword in his hands, yeah. but to my surprise, he came as a child. Yeah. Um, and even like, so like Jesus's birth, Jesus's ministry and yeah. resurrection, all of it was different but better. Cause like, if you think about even his death and resurrection, like they thought just a week prior, like he's yeah. our new King and was praising him. And then a week later, like he did in the tomb yeah. for three days. No. Yeah. Um, but what looked to be something that wasn't good was actually better than what it would have been yeah. if he would have been like an earthly King, like we know to yeah. be. Um, so like when I hear the song, I just think about all the different ways that, that God is different but better. I mean, even in his ministry, like Jesus, the people that he mostly hung out with and the places he went, like in that culture, like that was so different than what a... Not expected. Right. A a teacher or a rabbi or something that would have been typical, but also like kind of frowned upon. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I think probably a reason why we both are very much about it as well is because... Because the bridge part is the part I've been the most connected to. But obviously, it's only a small part of the song. I love the whole song. Yeah. But I think we very much are in seasons of our life. Well, we're we're both 31. 
And I think very, very much so if we had five, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, yeah, illustrated our own lives and what they looked like, they mm-hmm. would be very different. Mm-hmm. And so I think both of us are in a, in a place where we just really have to trust and submit the idea that like this some some parts about our life are not what we would have designed for us, but we we do believe in a God who is good and faithful and all knowing and a lot smarter than we are. And so um yeah, just that whole concept of, I agree. I think that that was originally what pulled me in was mm-hmm. the, the laying out of all the ways in scripture that mm-hmm. it looked a little bit off, but like it was him mm-hmm. and it was better than what the people would have designed yeah. for themselves. And so I have to believe that for me too. And I yeah. Think, I'm and, like literally just going through so many stories in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah. They're exactly that way. Yeah. It's definitely a theme. Okay. Trend. So... Are you done? Am I ready for yeah, my number yeah. one pick? All right. My number one pick. Mm-hmm. My Tom Brady of worship songs that will never retire. <laughs> okay. That will never retire. LOL. Okay. Um, also, that's not me endorsing Tom Brady. I don't actually know anything about him or what team he plays for. I just know he never no, retires. No, he did retire. He did, for He sure. actually did retire this But didn't he come out of retirement? He, uh, no, he's just retired after this season. Again. Yeah, it seems permanent. Oh, well. This time. <laughs> Who does he play for? Who did he play for? Um, he Most was recently? with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Was he? I was going to say the Patriots. He was with the Patriots for the majority. It was done, okay, but a few years ago. Anyways, did. anyways, <laughs> but my he song- did really retire. Okay, well, my song that will never retire, I don't think, as my number one pick is Highlands by mm-hmm. Hillsong. United. That's what I thought it would be. I took it. Off you really did. That. You did. Yeah, I love Highlands, okay. but I knew yeah. it was high on yours. Yeah. So. Um, the first time I ever heard this song was at, actually, it was summer 2019. I was working at Camp Number 2, and me and Casey, there's a church nearby that um, they do um, their church services on Thursday nights as well as, like, Sunday. Um, but working at camp, like, that's the only one we could both go to. Yeah, so, anyways, on Sundays. Yeah. So, we um, went to this church on Thursday, and that's the first time I heard it, and I was like, oh, my God. And then yeah, I listened good. to it. Um, when we got in the car, me and Casey were both just like, this is so good. Um, so a few different reasons. It's my number one pick. Number one, just because I, I love it. And I think like the lyrics are really good. Um, but I also love the mountain valley symbol, sim- yeah, symbolism. Very on brand. Very on brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this was years ago before Valley yeah, no. ever even existed. Like it for a long time. Um, but also I think I was so connected to it because I do love the outdoors and just the mountains in general. So yeah. just like the symbolism of mountains um, and valleys kind of spoke to me. Um, but I do love in Highlands a few <laughs> lyrics here. Um, also, I don't really know the difference between like a bridge and a I think this is a bridge. It's but hard it's, with worship music too because <laughs> yeah, there's like, like 17 bridges yeah. sometimes. Okay. I think this is a bridge, but it says, in the highlands and the heartache, you're neither more or less inclined. I would search and stop at nothing. You're just not that hard to find. Yeah. Um, and kind of that part specifically, the highlands and the heartache. Um, so the highlands being, you know, the top of the mountain, the summit, the view, whatever. Heartache being the valleys, the low points. Yeah. Um. But I think it's just a good reminder that literally no matter where you are in the in your journey and how things are changing for you in your circumstances or in your life, like God does not change. Mm-hmm. And he is always with you in those places. Like he goes with you, before you, behind you, all around you. Like 
There's yeah. a word for that. I don't know what it is. Omnipresent. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Um, so I like that part of the song, and then this part that um, well, this is the chorus. I think this is the chorus. It says, so I will praise you on the mountain. I will praise you when the mountain's in my way. You're the summit where my feet are. So I will praise you in the valleys all the same. No less God within the shadows. No less faithful when the night leads me astray. You're the heaven where my heart is and the highlands and the heartache all the same. Um, So again, like in the valleys, like we've talked about before, where it's really hard to remember that God is with us in there or see the ways that he's acting on our behalf or anything like that. Um, Like he is no less God in those circumstances than he is when you are on the summit. And like we've really, if you just want to go listen to episode one and two, we go deeper into this, honestly. So I won't won't spend too much time on it. Um, But two, two more pieces of lyrics here that I like. Um, Okay, so the lyrics say, For who could dare ascend that mountain, that valleyed hill called Calvary, but for the one I call Good Shepherd, who like a lamb was slain for me. And then another little bridge part says, Whatever I walk through, wherever I am, your name can move mountains wherever I stand. Um, and I just like that. Especially that part that says the valleyed hill called Calvary. Like, yeah. that to me is genius. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And like I said, I won't go too more into that. Just listen to episode one and two. Okay, thanks. That's my number one. Okay, um, my number two draft. Oh Lord, I guess I don't know the ordering of this. I'm so out of whack. But when when they sure. do an NFL draft, this doesn't mean necessarily that they're number one, number two. Well, it it yeah, I it's mean, like you technically picks. are prioritizing because other people well, might yeah, steal I guess. them. Okay, I feel confident that the rest of our list is not going to overlap. Uh, that the would, two that I thought would overlap was wouldn't wouldn't it be like you and Highlands? So okay, I took Highlands off. Because I didn't. Think, I knew you were going to pick it. I didn't think you would pick Highlands at all, but I knew you would pick. Wouldn't it be like you? And I've already marked that off. And I don't think so. The order it. doesn't fully matter, but <laughs> okay. I'm gonna whatever. Okay, number but two. Number two, my number two draft pick. What I have number two on my list is "As You Found Me" by Hillsong. Okay. Um, I don't even remember the last time that I or the first time that I heard it, but it's been like a constant for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably the one that I've gone back to for, well, maybe not. Anyways, I love it. Um, For me, it's just a really great reminder of his love for us Mm -hmm. in the midst of like our mess, meeting us wherever we're at. Um, So like it's one, I love it because it's like the reminder that that's how God loves us. But also I see it as kind of, a reminder of how I'm called to love other people. So I know that people who know me know that I'll say a lot, like meet them where they're at, walk alongside them with it. Like those are kind of phrases that I'll use a lot about people that I love in my life. And, um, that's something that I like would hope that the people in my life that love me would do is meet me where I'm at, no matter where that is and walk alongside me in that. Um, but I love this especially because it is from the perspective of God's love for us. And so, Literally, I copied and pasted all of the lyrics, but I'll try to pick and choose. Um, But it starts off, the first verse just gives kind of these contradictions, basically, or I guess different different sides of of where you've been in your faith. So it starts and says, I've been strong and I've been broken within a moment. I've been faithful and I've been reckless at every bend. I've held everything together and watched it shatter. I've stood tall and I've crumbled in the same breath. So it just shows like, I have been all of these things. Mm -hmm. Like I have had the good. I've had the bad. I've been obedient. I've been the furthest thing from disciplined. I've been, you know, (laughs) 
living my life for Christ and I've been extremely on the opposite end being giving into any temptation that I had personally, whatever it might be. I've been kind to people. I've been hateful. I've been all of these things, but then it just goes into the big part of it. It says I was found before I was lost. And I think that's the first, when I listened to it the first time, that was when it really pulled me in. I already was paying attention because it has two verses of kind of those contradictions. Mm-hmm. I just read one, but it says I was found before I was lost. I was yours before I was not. And so I think it just creates this really beautiful illustration of the fact that we do get to choose God. Like we do get to choose, like if we come to know Jesus as our savior, if we live our life for Christ, if we spend the time that we have here on earth serving him and pointing it back to him and his glorification, he does give us that free will and that choice. But the reality is, is that it's the choice to come back to him. Mm-hmm. Like it's the choice to acknowledge that we're his. And so it's like, even in these moments, whenever I've been so far away or I've been this, you know, disobedient or whatever it might be, like I was already found by him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm already his. And mm-hmm. so it just was my choice initially to choose him, but then also to like come back to him. And I think that there's just something really beautiful about that. Um, But yeah, so it says that I was found before I was lost. I was yours before I was not. Grace to spare for all my mistakes. And that part just wrecks me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does. Like it's, Mm -hmm. and again, not in the way that like you can just keep messing up because the grace is there. But it's the fact of like, we do get the choice to choose him. And in that choice, there is this grace that's going to cover the mistakes we've already made. The mistakes that we will make. Um, And then I guess this is the course. I don't know, but it's. And I know I don't deserve this kind of love. Somehow this kind of love is who you are. And I just love that because it's just like, that's just who he is. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even something he has to think about. Like, it's just who he is and his being at his core, his character of God is, is love. And then it says, it's a grace I could never add up to be somebody you still want, but Mm -hmm. somehow you love me as you find me. Um, Which I just think is beautiful. But Mm -hmm. the part that really brings it home for me and I think makes it so powerful for me and is so important is that there's some stuff in between but it comes back and it basically says that again but it says then it says your love's too good to leave me here yep um and I just love that because I think that that is again a beautiful reminder of how he loves us but also how we're called to love other people like meet them where they're at wherever we find them meet them walk alongside that in them but love them in a way that's bigger than like this like worldly love. It's Mm -hmm. like this love of, I love you so much. And I know that there are things for you and I want them for you. So I'm going to love you intentionally. And that looks different with every relationship, but just this idea of like, I love you too much to leave you here. Just like God loves us so much that he gives us the choice to choose him. And as much as anytime he has any access to our spirit, like he's going to be urging us in that direction because he loves us too much to leave us in a place without him. And mm-hmm. I just think that that's really beautiful. Um, and just this constant reminder of, of him loving us as he finds us, but constantly calling us to be better and closer to him and more like him. Um, so yeah, I think it's beautiful. And then there's the, I guess it's a bridge again. We don't know, <laughs> but it just says, if you want my heart, I won't second guess. Cause I need your love more than anything. I'm in, I'm yours. Your love's too good to leave me here. And that's kind of how it goes out. But yeah, I just love it. I love that whole song. That's the one 
if I'm having a hard time loving somebody or I'm struggling with feeling worthy or um, just feeling distant from God or feeling like I'm a failure or I've done something stupid and I hate myself for it, like I I circle back to this song a lot. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that song. Yeah. It's also... um, There's really good acoustic versions of it too, which is... I love acoustic versions. Which is what I usually listen to, but... That song reminds me, too, of this video. I think it was a TikTok, actually, that um, Casey sent me. Or an Instagram video. I don't know. But um, it was about this this pastor. And I might have already mentioned this on another episode. But um, there's a pastor. And he's, like, talking to this teenager who is kind of interested in faith. Like, hasn't grown up in faith or anything like that. But he's interested in it. And he was like, okay. But, pastor, do I have to give up smoking weed to be a Christian or to follow Jesus. And the pastor's like, no. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, I don't think you understand. Like, I'm asking you, do I have to give this up to be a follower of Christ? And mm-hmm. the pastor again, he's like, no. And the kid is like beside himself. And he was like, okay, I don't think you understand what I'm asking. And he like pulls out a blunt or something. He's like, do I have to stop this to follow Jesus? And mm-hmm. the pastor's like, would you take, or would you get clean before you got in the shower? No, yeah. you wouldn't. Like, that is the point of getting in the shower is to get clean. And he, his whole, you know, kind of thing was, like, God sees you where you are. And, you know, sometimes he works in that and you do just have a 180 and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But a lot of the times it's a process and it's like God is too good to leave you where you are, but he's going to show you along the way. And the pastor kind of went back to say that you don't have to stop that right now. But over time, as you become you know, closer to the Lord and learn more about Jesus and following him. Like he's going to work in your heart so that you would rather choose him than yeah, that. You desire what, it less. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking of when you were talking yeah. about all that. I just love that one. I do too. And I forgot about it. So I'm going to add it to my playlist. Yeah. Um, my number two is No Longer Slaves by Jonathan David Helser and Melissa Helser and possibly Bethel. I don't really know. Um, but this this is a, a top one for me, and I've loved it for years because I, I think some of the songs that I pick is based on the season that I found that song and how it spoke to me then. Yeah. Um, and so I connect these songs with that season of my life, whether it's, it was a really good and joyful season or whether it was a really hard season, and listening to them again kind of reminds me of where I was and where I am now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyways, this one, uh, the summer of 2017 um, was in a really, really, <laughs> yeah, you already know, um, was in a really bad place um, with a lot of different things. But long story short, I found myself um, without a job. I had moved out of the house with you and was living with my parents because I didn't know where I was going to go um, and really battling a lot of worry, fear, anxiety, doubt, like all the things. Full on spiritual warfare. Yeah, <laughs> casual, not to mention that. Yeah. Um, but truly, uh, this song I just like had on repeat for that entire summer. Um, and specifically, I remember it listening to it as I drove down 40 on the way to a job interview um, at the school that I ended up teaching at for two years. Um, but kind of going through all of that. Uh, is, is kind of what I associate this song with. Um, and also kind of this 
backstory of how the song was created and just the story of Jonathan David's life. And like his dad has this really cool testimony mm-hmm. about his life on YouTube, which I will link because it is crazy. Like Very Jonathan, cool. Jonathan David was not supposed to exist yeah. essentially. Um, but everything that happened through that and his, you know, birthing story and throughout his whole life and how he became to be a musician and this whole thing. So I'll link that. You should definitely watch it. Um, so all the backstories with this song, but specifically lyrics, let's get into it. Um, so again, don't know chorus bridge, what part whatever, of, <laughs> whatever part of the song says, um, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. And I mean, it just repeats all throughout the song, like multiple times. Um, and I think some people get, like, I, I know my mom is this way. She was like, why does it just say the same thing over and over and over again? Yeah. yeah. But for me, some songs like that, like, it it almost becomes like an anthem. Like, mm-hmm. like it takes repeating it so much to actually believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was definitely true for me for this song. It's like during that season where I was battling a bunch of fear with a lot of different things. Um, just repeating that I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. Like that was really helpful to me. Um, and just like having, having that assurance that like, I do not have to fear anything because, because I am a child of God, like he's got me. Um, and that's something that at the time I had a hard time understanding, I think. And I mean, even, even now, like a lot of times forget like I am a child of the most high God, the creator of the universe, like the King of King, like I am his child. Yeah. Um, and that's just really powerful. Um, and yeah, so I like that. And then also part of the song, I'm not even going to try to name it anymore. Um, says from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love is called my name. I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. Um, and I really like this because because of the backstory of mm-hmm. Jonathan David's life. Um, so again, watch that testimony on YouTube. Um, but I also like it because it reminds me of Psalm 139, um, where it says, like, I was knit, knitted in my mother's womb, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'll look it up. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Um, so again, that, that piece of scripture kind of connecting back to the, have no fear. Like I do not need to fear because you have made me fearfully and wonderfully. Um, so love that part. And then, oh, my favorite part that would just wreck me. You spit the <laughs> you already... so I can... Right? Is it that? Yes. Yeah. I was going to continue singing it, but I won't do that to you. Um, but yeah, it says, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears are drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and say, I am a child of God. And it continues like multiple times, but I love that one too. But I have vivid memories of driving in my car, just like screaming that. Also, side note, the other day, I was sitting at a stoplight, and I saw this girl just, like, bouncing her head. Like, she was obviously listening to worship music. I'm like, my God, like, I wonder what people see when they see me in my car jamming out. Anyways, um, this was one of those uh, lyrics that kind of, like, just wrecked me. Um, and I have memories of driving in my car, just, like, shouting it out. But, yeah, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. You drown my fears in perfect love. Um, and 
to me, that was so refreshing during that season that I was listening to this so much. And um, just having that visual of God literally parting the waters for me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm pushing all of these fears and these doubts and these worries aside so that you can walk through it. Um, And so for me, that that visualization and like comparison to the Exodus um, was really cool. But also I think with that just thinking about that season that I was in and all the things that I've walked through since then and things that I've learned, I think for me personally, when I'm in a season that is scary or I'm doubting or, you know, in the valley, if you will, um, and God does split the waters for me and he's like, I'm giving you dry ground to walk through. Like a lot of times I'll take a step in, but once I get in, I'll like turn and see the big wall of water beside me and all the sharks and the fish and things like swimming beside me so like my focus like during seasons like that I I tend to turn and not focus on the dry land that I'm walking on and like focus straight ahead instead I'm turned focused on the walls of water beside me but like yeah like in those seasons I I just need to be reminded like keep walking on dry ground keep your eyes ahead like he's on the other side or actually he's with you actually in the Exodus story I was reading it this morning before you woke up but um it says that you know they're they're moving towards the the out of Egypt yeah (laughs) sorry I lost my words for a second so yeah so the whole Exodus situation and they're moving and once they get to the water like it it specifically says that God moves behind them yeah like and comes Mm -hmm. between them and protecting yes Mm -hmm. um so anyways that that's just a cool visual that like God is with us always. And like, whether that's going ahead of us or behind us, like he is or both, or both at around. the same time because he can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Focusing on, we need to focus more on the provision than the threat. Yeah. But right. I think it's very common. Oh, for that sure. We're in the middle of it and we're like, we, all of this around us looks scary, but it's like, but you're literally on dry yeah. ground. Yeah, literally. Like you're on it. Yeah. You're in it. And mm-hmm. You're walking through it. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that song too. Yeah, me too. So that's number two. We love. Okay. So for my third, am I real third, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Third pick in this draft. I am going to go, and I don't even think I wrote down the right name here, but it is Lauren Daigle. Okay. And it is um, Dry Bones Come Alive. I don't know technically. I is that Lauren Daigle? Mm-hmm. It's like come alive, come alive. No, 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 different. Oh, I was about different. To say, that's a hill song, I think. No, but, okay, yeah, no, this is a different one. It's called, I think it's literally called Dry Bones in parentheses come alive. I don't know. I think it's you're like right. Listed yeah. as something mm-hmm. different, but this one similarly to you saying that your last one was because of a season. Mm-hmm. This is actually my last year of teaching. Um, this like was very heavy on my heart like mm-hmm. it had been out for years and I knew it for years before that yeah and I don't think the people know that you also used to be a teacher and also are not a teacher anymore yeah oh yeah I taught for five years in high school mm-hmm. high school English teacher and then I left teaching because I knew I needed to get out of it and worked at the summer at camp number one because I was unemployed and then I was unemployed for a couple of weeks and lived with Casey who was working at camp number two and Casey came home one day from camp number two and said, Hey, a job's opening to be my partner at camp number two. Mm-hmm. And I applied for that. And that's where I am now. I still work we at love. camp number two. Um, anyways. Yeah. So I was a teacher for five <laughs> years and, um, 
during my teaching years, like I would try really hard to be intentional about like praying over my room or praying over the desks or especially during like testing and stuff. Like when all you can do is basically walk around, I would like walk around and try to pray for every kid and whatever. Um, and there were seasons when I was better than others, but that senior year, especially that second semester, but it started in the first semester, not senior year. My last year, yeah. but Samantha, Evan, (laughs) Samson, my core group of them that I started with them as freshmen at Mm -hmm. that school and then I left with them when they graduated Mm -hmm. Um, because they got to move up with me a little bit. But that year, that last year of teaching, it was like a big, I would come in every morning and I would, it was either the first or the last thing I did. So depending on how late I was that Mm -hmm. day, I would either play it when I first got there to just like set the tone or like right before the bell was about to ring where kids could come in and I would have to go out in the hallway I would play the live. There's a version on YouTube where they're singing it live. Um, and they're at like a collective worship night. And it's, oh, I love it. The video is in black and white. I'm a big, big fan. I'm going to make you link it because it's great. Oh, I for sure will. And, and I also need to pull up the lyrics because I'm not, I'm trying to pick You'll them. You'll know once okay. I start reading them. But I would play that every morning as like a prayer just over the students. Um, because it is inspired by Ezekiel 37. Okay. So, um when they literally essentially were taking dead people mm-hmm. and God is breathing into them and bringing them to life and they mm-hmm. become armies. Okay. So it's like, it's that whole concept. Um, but essentially it's, it's based off of, um, of that idea that like the Lord can breathe life, breathe life into people. Um, and it is not just, life as we know it here on earth but it's that eternal life Mm -hmm. and so it was just sort of my prayer for all of my students but especially students that like didn't know Jesus obviously I can't have a conversation with every single one of them about him but like if the only thing I could do was to pray this prayer basically over this room that you know over 100 kids would walk through every single day like um it just became something that felt I felt very convicted to do and the longer time went on and the more I got to know them and some of their individual stories especially like the more convicted I felt to sing it um like in my classroom every morning and sometimes I would literally walk around and I would sing it with my door closed sometimes I would be at my desk with my head bowed and just letting it play and in tears and just thinking of specific names and saying Mm -hmm. specific names of specific students and anyway so just a I think the message of it's really beautiful and it echoes that story in the old testament but also it feels very personal to me because um there's there's so much about I mean, cultural culture in general or like our society, but especially like, you know, I love teenagers, but teenagers where it's like, so there's so many places for them to get lost in yeah, and there's so many ways for them to find their quote unquote identity. That's just like so harmful and so, um, depleting and just empty. And so there just, there's so many of them who, even if they have known the concept of Jesus, but like haven't known what it meant for themselves yet, or they haven't heard it. Maybe they don't know the gospel. They don't know what he offers. They don't know the fullness that's in him. They don't know the life that's in him. Like they're just walking around like these Mm -hmm. corpse, Mm -hmm. like, and I, we were doing a young life thing one night and we were reading in James and there was a particular student that I just been, had been really heavy on my heart. And, um, we read, we were reading James two that night. And so it was, the whole, you know, faith without works and whatever. 
But then the line, it's verse 26, James 2, verse 26. And it says, for the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is also dead, which is what we were focused on was the faith without works piece. But for me, I had already been singing or praying this dry bones come alive over my classroom for, I don't know, probably at least a semester at that point. So that for the body without the spirit is dead was just that reminder of Mm -hmm. like, you know, those of us or those who are walking around in the world without knowing Christ, like it's the same as, you know, just not existing. It's Mm -hmm. the same as being dead, being a corpse, a living corpse, such as walking through life without the spirit that fills them. And it just hit me really heavily and just really kind of made the state of so many of my students feel even more urgent to me. So that year, and I know that was, when, I remember that that was when we were doing the very early morning calls and I was getting up and going <laughs> like at five to go to when the gym. I woke up at four and yeah. would FaceTime Allie at four 30. Yeah. And we were like, we were putting in the we work were on it. We were, but it was a lot of it was because I felt that urgency because I just looked around and there were so many of them that were so lost. And it was just, it like breaks your heart if you really think about it. And when you know Christ and, and you know what a life with God looks like, then you think about what a life without mm-hmm. God is. It just is heartbreaking. And there's just so much more. Um, and they're always searching to fill these holes and these gaps and the emptiness. And they're filling with, there's so much in the world yeah. now that you can just shove in there. But yep. none of it actually, we know because we know Christ, none of it actually fills it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to the song. But so that was why this was such an important song and like, a daily thing, genuinely. Every morning I would go in and listen to that live version of it. But it starts off and it says, Through the eyes of men, it seems there's so much we have lost. As we look down the road where all the prodigals have walked, one by one the enemy has whispered lies and led them off as slaves. But we know that you are God. Yours is the victory. We know there is more to come that we may not yet see. So with the faith you've given us, we'll step into the valley unafraid. And then it's the choruses, uh-huh. as we call out to dry bones, come alive, come alive. We call out to dead hearts, come alive, come alive. Up out of the ashes, let us see the armies rise. We call out to dry bones, come alive. And so, like, that was the main part where I would sort of be praying that chorus, just like all of these hearts that, uh-huh. like, don't know you, that are lifeless. Um, and then it continues and there's a part that says, God of endless mercy, God of unrelenting love, rescue every daughter, bring us back the wayward son and by your spirit, breathe upon them, show the world you alone can save that you alone can save. And so just that every daughter bring us back every wayward son would just even more Mm -hmm. kind of nail down into my students. And I think of names and, um, and then there's again don't know what structure of song it is but at the end there's a part where it goes so breathe oh breath of god now breathe oh breath of god breathe oh breath of god now breathe and it's just like a yeah it's like oh breathe oh breath and so like i would just do that and a not just for them but also for me just this reminder of like every breath that I breathe, every word that I say, every Mm -hmm. action that I do throughout the day should be inspired and it should just be an overflow of like the spirit in me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it's a really beautiful song and that live version is really beautiful specifically. And it was just a kind of a ritual every day that last year of teaching and it's probably the most important thing I did that year because (laughs) the teaching was questionable questionable because <laughs> we were definitely filling the call out of the classroom mm. but yeah and a lot of really Been cool there, done that. a lot of really cool um conversations about the lord happened that year and 
that's not the only thing I did, but I don't know. I feel like it definitely played a part. Yeah. I am remembering that song now. Yeah. Now that, You'll, yeah. If you, once you listen yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and I love that that was your number three because my number three is similar themes. Themes, we yes. Love. Number three for me, as made famous by TikTok recently, Back to Life oh, by Bethel. Yay. You knew I was going here. Um, also, as, as much as we mentioned, uh, this episode is not actually sponsored by TikTok or Hillsong <laughs> or Bethel. Allie's life might be. But. <laughs> yeah, Allie. <laughs> No. Yeah. Okay. But um, the song Back to Life, uh, and I'll get into this in a second, but if you've seen it on TikTok, uh, the part that says the enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you were mine. Like that's yeah. the whole trend is yeah. like showing these people who the enemy thought he had me. Yeah. But showing these people and like their life away from Christ versus their life with Christ now. So I just think, I mean, me and you have talked about it. Like every time we see one of those instant yeah. tears. Yeah. Um, but I love this song because for me personally, the whole back to life concept, like a lot of people I think have a, a moment in time. Like I think especially people who didn't grow up in faith. Yeah. It's a lot more of a like immediate change for them maybe like they like they could probably think of a singular moment where they were like yes I choose Jesus and this is how it's going to change my life yeah but for us I think sometimes it's a little bit more difficult and not really in a good way sometimes but like we grew up in church and especially for me growing up in church like yeah I went to church every Sunday with my parents but I didn't have like a relationship with Jesus until I was 19 yeah you know what I mean yeah um so this whole concept of like bringing me back to life, not only for me, is it a like, yeah, Jesus, you brought me back to life from like exactly what you were just talking about. Like me being a corpse walking around because mm-hmm. I, I breathing and living. Yes. But my spirit was not like connected to him. Yeah. Um, but also for me, I think it's like a daily back to life thing. Like I think honestly, yeah. he is bringing me back to life every single day, multiple times a day. And it's just like a constant renewing and saying, okay, I choose you instead of this or oops, did choose that. Like bring yeah. me back. Yeah. Um, so I like that idea, but also when I hear this song, um, I always think about the story of Lazarus. Um, mm-hmm. let me get there. So the song does mention Lazarus. Um, it says, and where there was dead religion, now there is living faith. All of my hope and freedom are found in Jesus' name. Just like Lazarus, oh, you brought me back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with the story of Lazarus, um, it is found in multiple of the Gospels, yeah. John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But um, John specifically, I think, has the most story around it. So basically, Lazarus was one of Jesus' friends, and um, Jesus was away from whatever town he was in. And, um, this was Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus, Mm -hmm. Lazarus dies, Jesus gets word. Um, and in John, it says, okay. So in verse three of John 11 says, so the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sisters and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there where he was for two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Um, and reading that, I think, again, going back to different but better, you know, when 
we hear of someone's sick, someone's dying, like immediately we jump to it and we're like, got to get there. But it says that um, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Mm -hmm. Like if we're just looking through a lens of our culture and our world, that is not love that he would stay for two more days knowing that Lazarus was sick and going to die. Um, But anyways, the story goes on and we know that Lazarus didn't die. Uh, well, he actually he did. did. Sorry, sorry, he did. He did die, but not like for real dead dead. Um, and so Jesus goes, and by the time he gets there, it's been four days that Lazarus has been dead. Mm-hmm. And um, he tells, a, tells him, you know, Lazarus, get up, basically, and he does. <laughs> Long story short, but if you want to read this, it's John 11. Um, so I, I've always loved the story of Lazarus because I think it's just, number one, weird, but also, two shows... God's goodness and glory and not in the way that we would think. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, this song makes me think of the story of Lazarus and bringing him back to life. And I just think about those same things in my life that I was dead in sin, but Jesus brought me back to life. Mm-hmm. And like, how long did I stay there? But Jesus still had the power to bring me back to life. Yeah. Um. But anyways, with that, too, in John 11, uh, Casey and I were talking about this about a month or so ago. Um, we were both reading through the story of Lazarus. But at the very end, once he says to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Like, Lazarus was in the tomb, mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Not not just, like, dead at home. but they like had gone through the burial process. Right, right. Yes. So he was, like, dead, dead. Um, and, and with it, they, because of that, they had full, it was that they were frustrated that yeah, they yeah. let Jesus let him die. So right. like, that is a part of it too, of the yeah. story is that they had asked Jesus basically because they believed in his power to keep Lazarus from Lazarus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lazarus. Yeah. From dying. And he didn't do that. So for right. them, that's where, again, the different but better. For them, the different would have been because they knew he could have. Right. Made it where Lazarus, oh my goodness, made it to where he never died. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is well, over Lazarus. here. <laughs> made it to where he never died. So they were hurt and frustrated that mm-hmm. he did let him die. So yeah, they had gone through the whole process of burying him. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes out. It says with strips of linen and a cloth around his face, looking like a whole mummy. Yes. And precisely. Uh, yeah. And then the very last thing it says in verse 44, it says, Jesus said to them or said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Casey and I were talking a month or so ago about this specific part of it. And like the whole story of Lazarus and, you know, that Jesus brought him back to life. Um, but kind of this concept of, yeah, Jesus is bringing us back to life on a daily basis. But a lot of us, after we've been brought to life, we still walking around like mummies with our mm-hmm. grave clothes on, yeah, dragging all of our past with yeah. it. And it's like, no, when he brings you back to life, you are a new person, a new human, yeah. have a new spirit within you. So That's like good. take off those grave clothes so you're not out here scaring people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Well, also... Consi- for yourself too, like it's like yeah, yeah, back to for the posture. sure. Yeah, yeah, you're done with it. Yeah, but I mean, think about Lazarus. If he, if if Jesus called him out of the tomb, and he would have continued to keep on the grave clothes walking around, like probably wouldn't have been comfortable for him. Mm-hmm. But also, 
people would have identified people, him. Yeah, he, people like would have continued to identify him with his death. Yeah, you know those things that you've died to now that Christ yeah. has made you a That's new good. being. Um, so we were just talking about that. You know, Jesus comes to bring us back to life, but it's also your responsibility to take off the grave clothes. Like yeah. Jesus told him, take it off. Let's mm-hmm. go, Lazarus. Um, so anyways, that, that kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what I have in my mind when I hear that song back to life. Um, and then obviously the bridge part of the, uh, part of <laughs> Clearly the- <laughs> we don't know. I'm trying really hard, but I don't know. Um, but the part that says the enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you are mine. And I love how it starts off and it's like quiet. quiet. And then every time it builds and the I first- can see you in your car. <laughs> I like, I vividly can see you singing yeah. along to it. But I mean, the way that With it your builds. Going, <laughs> rocking back and forth. Oh my goodness. But the, um, the way that it builds and the first time you're like, whoa, yeah, the enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you were mine. Mm-hmm. And by the second time you're like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. And then by the third time you're just like bawling and like, yeah. I don't know, it's a whole, a whole, the whole body. It's ex- intentional for sure. Yeah, for sure. But it's a whole body experience for me. Um, but I also just love seeing all these TikToks of all these people yeah, and the dramatic cool. back to life experience mm-hmm. that they're having. And I just really feel like a lot of things are happening in our world right now, but one of those things is revival. Like, with especially our generation, I feel mm-hmm. like, with, I mean, I could give like a thousand examples right now, but just seeing it within my own relationships and community and yeah. things like that. Um, but I think, too, as believers, we, we talked about it earlier, but just being more open to the brokenness that is in the world right now. And like, like you praying for your students and seeing all of that hurt and that brokenness is like, come alive, like bring them back to life. And, um, I was at a work lunch meeting, uh, sometime last week and we were kind of going around the table talking about different things as it pertains to work, but also just some personal life things. And I mean, just the brokenness within that group of, you know, 15, 20 people and everybody who was talking, I'm just like, Oh my God, Jesus, they need you. Like they need you. Like, do they know you? Do they need you? And so, um, that's just kind of, again, been my prayer and kind of, yeah. Yeah. So love that song. I love that. I agree. I think there's so much the world. Well, first of all, it's the fact that we're all so connected that makes Mm -hmm. it so whatever. Like, I think there are people who are rightfully so, but stressed about everything going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And then if you like talk to like our grandparents or like great grandparents, yeah, they lived through a season of life that was just as chaotic as yeah. this, but they could communicate with each other via snail mail. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. they, it was like we are seeing it in seconds at our fingertips. But I do think that there is, you know. Like, those of us who are in this generation and in this place and those of us who already know the Lord, like, definitely, if we're not feeling this conviction to be even more intentional with our faith and sharing our faith with other people, like, I think we're missing it because I agree that just the fact that there is so much brokenness means that there are so many places where people are feeling that brokenness, no matter what it feels like, whether it feels like loneliness or depression or anxiety or... Ver- giving into various types of temptations or just all of the, th- the tangibles in the world that we can grab onto that feels good in the instant like moment there's so many things that we can grab and 
so many people are reaching for it and they're seeking things. So it's like if we can just get the word and the news and like the love of Christ out there, like I think that that's why we're seeing, you know, like what you reference is sort of like a revival because people are clearly hungry hungry and like desperate. Like people are desperate. For sure. I feel like in our lifetime and again, it's probably just because we're older and more aware and maybe also because we're letting the Lord work in our hearts in different ways. But like, desperation feels Mm. very very prominent no matter what part of you know life I'm stepping into so it can feel defeating and hopeless but also like I I think that that means that there's places where work can be done and if people Mm -hmm. are seeking like let the Lord be something that they find and if we can play a role in that then yeah or if TikTok, social media, or TikTok. I mean just all the things that we try to like think about this all the things that we try to feel with that desperation or yeah. hopelessness, like what if that was leveraged to fill yeah. people with and I, the spirit? Yeah. Come and on I now, think, that's good. I think that that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not the loud clap for yourself. Yeah, I think that that um is happening on a lot of fronts, and no, yeah, and it's encouraging to see. But, anyways, yeah, love that. I love that. <laughs> I feel like that's. What? that's our go-to comment for everything I love that love that love well, that probably emma says live laugh love that who says that emma that's hilarious okay what are we on for yes i literally don't know what i'm choosing next i know because all mine are out of order now they're all so different okay well while you think about it and pick about it <laughs> pick one yeah why you pick one not pick about it um one other thing I was going to mention about Back to Life this morning, I was reading uh, about Jonah, which I'm going to get to, I think, with one of my songs. Um, but I have a cultural context Bible, which has completely changed the game for me. But yeah. um, I was reading about that and specifically within the book of Jonah and a bunch of different things. But um, in in that culture and society, three days was, was considered like for real dead. Mm-hmm. And so, so like four, right. So the fact that yeah. like the Lord waited four days just for good measure. Yeah. So everybody knew that Lazarus was actually dead. I mean, in scripture, it does point back to like, he, it, that was an intentional choice to yeah, point yeah. the glory towards God, but for sure. But yeah, no, even the teeny tiny details are right. so cool. Right. It wasn't like, cause, cause think about it. If he would have waited two days, yeah. then people would have been like, oh, well he wasn't Maybe there's like, a chance. Yeah. They thought there was no chance. Right. The, yeah. At day four, there was no chance. Anyways. Yeah. Tangent, but go ahead. Number four. Yeah, no, I think things like that are cool. Well, obviously I'm very intentional, but like, yeah, that's the point of, well, I mean, there's a lot of points, but like Jesus being crucified in public too. Yeah. It's like everyone's looking on that and it's like, yeah, we literally just saw the life leave him. Yes. We've seen all these. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Just like, just <laughs> There is, you know? Anyways, sorry. Um... <clears throat> Okay. All right. And my fourth round draft pick, I think. I'm having a hard time Just choosing choose here, one. But this is what I'm choosing because, again, and it's a cliche one and that everyone knows it. And it was very mainstream and very popular at a point in time. And, like, part of me wants to not choose it because of that, but I'm not going to be that person. And also, I think at the time I was sort of a brat about it. I have a tendency of doing this with like books and songs. And oh my gosh. Would you please tell us that at the time when they're really popular, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And I won't like hate on it, but I just don't get passionate about it, but I get passionate about it later. Uh-huh. So this one, my fourth round draft pick is so will I. 
a hundred billion times. <gasps> Forgot yeah. about that one. After it genuinely was after the big popularity when it really honed in on me. Yeah. But it's just the whole thing. I mean, A, like there are times when I'm going into like worshiping where it's like my purpose for worship is different. It's like, yeah, sometimes it's like I am praying because of a current, like a praying the song because of a current situation um, or it's to set the scene. Like I'll sing a lot of, or I'll like listen to a lot of songs about like slowing down or settling into a mindset of gratitude or like whatever it may be whenever I'm like entering into quiet time. But then there are sometimes when it's just like, I want to sing something where it's just like, it is just worshiping you. Mm-hmm. Like it is just putting the praise back on you. It doesn't really have anything to do with me other than the fact that I'm the one doing the worshiping. And I feel like Zola does a really good job with that. Yeah. Um, and it just brings us back to this place of like worship and humility um, and acknowledgement of how much God deserves that. Um. So, it's going to be familiar to anyone who's listened to any worship music ever, but basically reading through the whole thing. But anyways, so it's the God of creation there at the start before the beginning of time with no point of reference. You spoke to the dark and and fish out the wonder of light. Sorry, I had a hard time reading my computer. Fished out. Finished? flesh oh my, my God, glasses. i know it's i'm only like a foot and a half you flesh out the wonder of light <laughs> so just starting from the top of like creation like that was you lord you did it it's beautiful and it's beautiful because of you then it moves on and just says goes into the as you speak a hundred billion galaxies are born in the vapor of your breath the planets form if the stars were made to worship so will i i can see your heart and everything you've made every burning star a signal fire of grace if creation sings your praises so will I so I just think it does such a beautiful picture of like painting creation mm-hmm. and painting all of these beautiful things and tangible things that like we can see yeah that are from God but then pointing it back to him mm-hmm. and being like no that's all because of you and like those things you created worship you and they created me too so like if these things that aren't even beings aren't even created in the the form of human are innately just worshiping you Mm -hmm. then me as a human who has that choice whether or not to my choice should be to so just kind of following in the form of nature that does bow to him and humbling ourselves in that way um i mean all the lyrics if you really pay attention to them are great god of your promise you don't speak in vain no syllable empty or void for once you've spoken all nature and science follow the sound of your voice and then it goes back to the chorus Um, And it echoes that a lot. Just that if the stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. And then it continues on with some more examples. I won't just read them. But Mm -hmm. it's just if you sit in it and really think through all of them, it really is so powerful. Um, But it's really the last kind of verses or whatever they are. I know where you're going. Bridge the build that... That this was what I made I think we me. just call everything a bridge. Yeah. It, I mean, within worship music, I feel like it kind of is. Yeah. No, but if it's not, obviously, the chorus or the verse is a bridge. It's bridge. But Fine. Um, in our definition of music. Yeah. But this was what pulled me back into it. And honestly, it may have been my last year of teaching as well that this song really settled back into me and like became something I was drawn to so much. But it says, a verse shifts and says, God of salvation 
You chased down my heart through all of my failure and pride. On a hill you created the light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. Again, just the imagery of all of it is just like, whew. Mm-hmm. But then it goes on and says, again, as you speak, 100 billion failures disappear where you lost your life so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind you, so will I. And then this part. This part echoes, again, just his love for us, but also for me as a call to the way I'm supposed to love other people. And it just says, I can see your heart eight billion different ways. Every precious one, a child you died to save. Mm -hmm. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. Mm -hmm. And I think that's at the end. So it's just this perfect picture of, we start with loving and glorifying and worshiping, praising God with all of our heart. And then next to that is we love other people mm-hmm. the way that he did when he created every single one of mm-hmm. us. And so, again, it was very mainstream. But for me, like, this is one of the songs that I can't get through. I don't know the last time I listened to it without Didn't crying. Cry. Yeah. And it's not like the alley cry because I cried everything. It's like <laughs> filled with the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I feel drawn to this is because mm-hmm. without a doubt, like, mm-hmm. the spirit shows up and, like, I'm, I, I'm pulling something different from it every time. But, and I think part of that is, is because it's structured in the beginning to worship him and and your posture shifts towards him. And then by the end, it's convicting you to move mm-hmm. in ways that he wants you to. But anyways, that's my number four. And yeah. I love it a lot. And now I really want to listen to it. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to make a whole playlist of just our drafts. So we'll listen to it after this. Yeah. Um, also available to you. I also like that song and I totally forgot about it, but that kind of like you one year when I was teaching and having a really hard time, um, the phrase, if you gave your life to love them, so will I, like that was my whole thing. And I even got it like put on my teacher planner. Like, so I saw it every single day, but, um, I think when you're in situations like teaching where it is very difficult (laughs) to love every single child in your classroom um or even like co-workers and things like that like that reminder of you gave your life to love them so will I and that's something too and I go kind of go through waves of my life but I'm currently in a wave of just every person I meet or hear about on the news or you know Mm -hmm. whatever like I have a conscious thought like Jesus created, or like God created them and loves them. Yeah. Like he loves them. Like mm-hmm. he loves that person who cut me off in traffic and gave me the middle finger. He loves Alec Murdoch when I'm listening to these murder trials. Oh, like gosh. he loves the news anchors of the t- show that I'm watching and like all of these people, like he created them specifically and loves them. And kind of going back to the, what we were talking about of, you know, just that desperation and revival. Like I, when I see these people, I'm like, do they know that Jesus loves them? Yeah. Like, yeah. have they ever, has that ever entered their mind? Like, do they even have a glimpse and like, what can I do to like show them that? Yeah. I missed one of the most important parts okay. of the verse or whatever, or that ending part where it's, uh, I see your heart a billion different ways. Everyone, a child you died to save. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. So that part you were just saying, but then it continues to say like you would again, a hundred billion times. Yep. And then it says, but what measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves the one behind. Um, And we know, you know, that I love the whole story of him leaving the 99 and whatever and blah, da, 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 and all that. So I think that was the thing that really, really echoed it in there on me to just be like, you're the one who never leaves 
the one behind and I'm called to love like you. Yeah. So Lord, give me the ability and the strength and the opportunity and the knowledge and the wisdom and all the things from you so that I can mm-hmm. do that as I walk. Well, daily. even even people that we see from like a distant, like we can pray. Yeah. If it's someone yeah. on the other side of the world that I see in a news clip or whatever, yeah. like knowing that I probably won't ever have the chance to like speak to them about Jesus, but praying for someone to enter their life or cross paths with them to share that with them. Yeah. And if we were all obedient in that, Oh my God, wouldn't that be Lord help us, you know? Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I love that song. Um, perfect segue talking about obedience because my number four, wait, we're on number four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cause I have it labeled as number five. Cause you cut my number four. (laughs) Wait, what was your number four? Oh, wouldn't it be like yeah, you? Yeah. Um, which I just did a top five. I didn't really put them in. Yeah, in order. Yeah, mm-hmm. besides Highlands. But um, my number four is a recent one and um, probably a little lesser known, maybe. I don't know. I've never heard it. But it's called Nineveh mm-hmm. by Brooke Ligertwood. Is that how you say it? I don't have a single clue. I'm honestly sorry, Miss. Never heard it out Ligertwood, loud. Ligertwood, if I mispronounced that. Well, she, you know her though, right? Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. what you're talking about. I don't know how to say her last name, but it's her. Um, So it's a song called Nineveh. And um, it's funny because a couple weeks ago when I was getting ready for women's retreat to, I had like the speaking thing that I had to, um, not had to do, like. That you got to do. I got to do. (laughs) That sounded like it was bad. I loved it. Every single minute of it. Um, But anyways, as I was getting ready for that and preparing, um, I somehow found myself in the book of Jonah. I really don't know how. I guess I was like, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was like flipping through and I guess it was something like, cause it's a short, short book. It's like four or five chapters. And I guess it was something that I read during the pandemic. Cause like when I make notes in my Bibles as of the past five years, like I try to date it Mm because it's really cool when you go back and read the date and yeah. yeah. Anyways. So I ended up reading the book of Jonah a couple weeks ago um, and was just like very intrigued with the whole story. Uh, because it's like one of those that we, those of us who grew up in church, like it's a story that we've heard over and over and over again. And almost one of those that you become numb to. And um, anyways, reading it as an adult, I'm like, hold on. Like this has so much depth to it in just a couple chapters. Mm -hmm. Um, So most of us know the story of Jonah and the big fish, not the whale. Um, But if you don't, just go read John or listen to it. It's super, super quick. So this song came up on my, I have a thing on Spotify called New Music Christian Friday. I don't know. It comes out every Friday with like new music. And so I'll shuffle it on Fridays at work. And the song Nineveh started playing like two days after I had been in the depths of Jonah. I'm like, no, Um, but it's so good. Um, And so just kind of, it goes through what was happening in Mm -hmm. Nineveh at the time um, and has some connections there. Uh, So just kind of a little background during this time, Nineveh, I mean, long story short, was in the depths of sin, like all kinds of sin within um, Nineveh and a lot of stuff going on. I I was trying to read up on it this morning, but there's just like a lot going on during that time and like people trying to overthrow the king and like change in that aspect. So like the political culture was really crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, just the people worshiping their own gods, um, and things like that was really crazy at the time. And so 
in the book of Jonah, like God specifically calls him in the first couple verses, like, I need you to go to Nineveh. Yeah. Um, and something else that I learned is that Jonah, like, like the story kind of sets it up as Jonah is a missionary going to Nineveh, but Jonah was actually a prophet going mm-hmm. to warn Nineveh. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, and so anyways, that, that whole story obviously has a connection with this song. Um, so the song starts out, it says, Nineveh, O Nineveh, the Lord is turning toward you. Compassion or calamity, will, will you heed the warning? Fall on your knees, tear down your idols. When you choose surrender, you choose survival. Call on his name, turn from your violence. Out of the ashes, he will revive you. Um, so I think that at least us living in the United States, but also just the world, like I think we have a lot of Nineveh going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I just love that tear down your idols, mm-hmm. choose surrender, like all of these things that we know to be good and true, like mm-hmm. when we choose God, but not might be difficult in the, in the society and cultures that we're in. Yeah. Um, anyways, it goes on and, um, it says, you sent a wind, stirred up the ocean. Still, I rebelled. My heart wasn't open, but when I prayed, you were there waiting. I made a vow to speak your salvation. So then it kind of goes into kind of Jonah's uh, perspective of God told him to go. And he said, no, not going to do that. Went the opposite way. Um, So we know like Jonah goes the opposite way and he gets on a boat um, with these sailors. There's a big wind and storm and everything. And they cast lots to figure out who's to blame for this Mm -hmm. falls on Jonah because obviously, um, but in, in Jonah and I don't have the scripture pulled up, but it says that all of these other sailors were like calling out and praying to their gods. And um, they had like specific ones, like the God of the sea and the God of, hold on, I am going to look it up actually, because it says something specific. Okay, I got it. Um, So in verse seven of chapter one in Jonah, it says, then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Um, So previously when they were calling out to um, their gods and their idols, it's like the God of the sea, the Mm -hmm. God of calamity, the God of chaos Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. But uh, Jonah said the God who made the sea and the dry land. So yeah. during this time, like people were worshiping gods who they thought, and also learned this from my cultural context Bible, <laughs> um, but they were worshiping gods that they believed had dominion over yeah. those different aspects. But Jonah's like, no, my God made yeah, the sea and the dry him. land. So we know he gets thrown overboard and goes into the belly of fish and that whole thing. Um. And then another interesting thing, and this is where I found out about the three days, and I already mentioned it, but three days you were like dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three nights and three days. And this is where I read that, you know, Jonah should have in all aspects been dead because he stayed there for three days in the belly of fish. Yeah. So like the fact that the Lord commanded the fish to spit him out mm-hmm. after three days Similar thing. Similar thing. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of showing his glory and greatness um, 
as well. So anyways, back to Nineveh, um, kind of the same thing of situation, everything kind of working together and me learning all this at the same time. That's why I chose this for a draft pick um, because it's just a newer song that I'm learning a lot through. Um, But the thing that I love the most is towards the end of the song, it says, um, Holy Spirit, help me see where there is Nineveh in me. Turn away your wrath once more. Mm -hmm. God have mercy. Perfect prophet, priest, and king. Christ became the reckoning. In his body bore my sin. Now to all who trust in him. God has mercy. Oh, God, have mercy on us. Nineveh, oh, Nineveh, the Lord is turning towards you. Um, But yeah, that part just really got me the first time that I heard it. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. Help me see where there is Nineveh in me. You know, all the... Lots of conviction. The real, real hard conviction there. Um, Just like Nineveh, as in the sin in me, the idols that I have, and all of the ways that I'm not turning towards God and turning to those things instead. So yeah. love that song. New, up and coming. Yeah, love that. Yeah. So hit us with your number five pick. Okay, number five pick. Is this our last one or are we going to do a bench warmer? Um, yeah, this is the last true draft. This is like the full, That this is the team that gets the jerseys. Okay. And then maybe we'll do JV team. They don't <sighs> have that in the NFL, but that's okay. Okay, this one's a hard one to pick, I guess. This is the last one for your varsity team. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to go with it. Okay. Living Hope, Phil Wickham. Oh, I love Phil Wickham. Yeah, me too. And I went back and forth between a couple of his songs, but I think this is the one I landed on for a few reasons. Um, But the main reason is just in the title, just that sense of hope. Just a hopefulness that we do have as believers in a world that can feel very hopeless sometimes and very overwhelming and dark and all the things. Um, Just starting it off, how great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountains I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished. The end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. And mm-hmm. so just, we love, again, the imagery. We do. Um, also, Phil Wickham, lyrically, I, I could legitimately read every lyric. I think he's very, very talented. I do. I agree. He's probably my favorite. But yeah. uh, as far as lyrics. Um, anyways, but just that contrast, beautiful contrast painted there of like the the distance that should be between us and the Lord, mm-hmm. but he's closed the space. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, like, that's where we find our hope. Um, so there's just a lot. He illustrates a lot of that. But then when you get to, I guess it's the chorus, the hallelujah, praise yes. the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. Uh-huh. You have broken every chain. There is salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Um and then the part that gets me really fired up, and this mm-hmm. is why I chose it as my number five, because it's a great thing then to end on. Then came the morning. Yeah, yeah. So it's the, then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe. Ooh. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. And that's Jesus, a, yours is the victory. That's the other Woo. one that starts out really like slow. Yes. And then it builds. It, it builds every and time builds. they build, I'm like, that gets you. It's so good. So... I won't say much more just because I think, again, listen to it and listen to the lyrics and he's yes. very talented. But just ending on that, your buried body began to breathe out yeah. of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has wow. no claim on me. 
Jesus, yours of victory. So just that, that hope one. in Jesus and oh, a reminder that is needed often, I think. Probably. It's also a very good song coming up on Easter. And I think I mm-hmm. heard it for the first time at an Easter service. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I just love it. So I'll, I'll, I think it deserves a spot in, in my draft. Yes. Leave it there at number five. Well, you got me reconsidering my number five draft pick, but I think I'm going to add, because I'm not prepared to speak on this one at all, um, because it's also a newer one I've been listening to. So we're going to save it for the for the bench team. Um, but my last one... Wait, are you done? Yeah. Okay. My last one... I have two I could choose. That's how I was. I was down between two. Yeah. I'm going to go... Okay, this feels like a good one to round it out on the team here. Um, my number five draft pick is Oh Praise the Name. Anastasius, I think, is like... I don't know if I've heard it. Yeah, by Hillsong Worship. Um, yeah, I just love it. And I don't really have much to say about it. Um, but it says... It's called Oh Praise the Name Anastasius? No, it's called Oh Praise the Name, in parentheses, Anastasius. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't even know what that word means. Yeah, um, me neither. I've not heard that. Yeah, so it um, it it basically the whole song is just about praising the Lord, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it starts off, I cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see His wounds, His hands, His feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The entrance sealed by heavy stone, Messiah still and all alone. And then the chorus part is, Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise his name forevermore. For endless days we will sing your praise, O Lord, O Lord our God. Um, But it kind of just walks through Jesus' death and resurrection, but always goes back to that, Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Yeah. and then the part that gets me the most in the song is like towards the end, it says, he shall return in robes of white. The blazing sun shall pierce the night and I will rise among the saints. My gaze trans- transfixed on Jesus face. Um, and then right after that, there's like this interlude of again, like slow build. Um, but I don't know why that part gets me the most in this song, like with no words. It's just like the interlude part. Um, and this is like, Wild to say, and I'll probably 10 years from now when I'm still not married, go back and be like, yeah, no, that's not it either. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're not. Mm-hmm. But We're you, not know how, that. you know how I used to have the song that I wanted for your wedding. For my wedding. What that, a drastic change. <laughs> what a drastic change. And now I think back and like cringe. Thank God I didn't get married and use that at my wedding during that time period. It's a beautiful song. Some I'm, people use it. No, no, no. It is. It, it is a good choice, but not for me anymore. Um, now I can't even think, oh, Thousand Years, Christina Perry, that was it. Yeah. Um, so sorry, Emma, if you're listening, you're not singing that one anymore. <laughs> I told her. Anyways, that's another story. Um, but I think that this song, I don't know, when I hear that interlude, it just like makes me feel all the emotions. But mm-hmm. I think I would love this song at my wedding and the interlude part is where I'm walking down the aisle. And then I get to the front and then it starts back into, Oh, praise the name of the Lord, our God. Oh, praise his name forever. Um, you got, you just got to listen to it. I'll play it for you when we're done with this, but just like the slow build of the interlude. And then it just, Oh, praise the name. So I don't really have much more about that song, but I just really, really love it. And yeah. Yeah. I'll listen to it. Praise the name of the Lord, our God. I've listened to it before. I don't think. Yeah. It's, 
It's a good one. It sounds like it. Yeah. Here for it. Well, that's our 2023 draft pick. Let's uh, do a few bench seats. Just quickly, briefly mention them. Okay. All right. Well, the one that I was going back and forth about being my number five is Adonai. Oh, I love. By Chris. Chris Riz- Renzima. Yeah. Is yeah. that Renzima? I, love, I don't know yeah. how to say his name. Mm-hmm. But I love it. And I think it, again, is just one where it really calls me to like humble myself. Yeah. Um, so I like it for that reason. Well, for a lot of reasons. But mm-hmm. it just feels very reverent. Right. And it just feels very worshipful. The whole, the whole, you know, whatever. Because I've got nothing to bring. Mm-hmm. Like acknowledging just the power of God. The majesty of God. Yeah. Lord, you know, God as Lord. Um, love that. And then, um, I really love I'll Give Thanks mm-hmm. by House Fires. Yep. Big fan of that. Again, just kind of shifts my posture into one of gratitude. I like it a lot. It was probably the next one I would have talked about. And recently, I'm also, I know it's very popular right now, but I do love it. Firm Foundation. By Cody Carnes, yep. uh, specifically the bridge. It has to mm-hmm. be the bridge, I'm pretty sure. Um, but when it's the rain came, wind blew, yeah, but, I, mm-hmm. but my house was built on you. Just makes me feel very nostalgic for like, being a kid in Sunday school and like yeah. learning that story uh-huh. about building your foundation on the rock. But those, and then the last one, I guess, would be, um, so it's called Silence. Have I sent it to you? It's by, it's a group of, this is family that I follow on TikTok. And they're like all in their early 20s. And they have like a ministry in Florida, and they I don't think so. they came out with a song called Silence. They're called Jaywalkers. I can send it to you. Okay, but it's just really I like wondered. You know, I, like I follow them. They're like very positive and like mm-hmm. a good time to follow. And I love I love their whole purpose behind all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I just didn't know like because they're small and whatever. But it's really good because essentially the whole song is just echoes like the promises of god pretty much and so like the premise of it is like even in the silence i know that you're still working oh i um, think i have heard that actually maybe it's on like this it's going around on tiktok because like they're on tiktok and stuff okay. too but i'll send it to you but like there's a, a part of it that i really like because it says um it's you it says i put it all back in your hands and find my confidence in you and you alone so who am i to fear when you are for me i will trust in you alone and then it goes, their thing is, I walk proudly through the valley of the shadow of death and I will feel no e- fear no evil because this is what you said. Mm-hmm. So it's just really cool that I think they do a really good job of taking scriptures and taking like promises of God and combining it into the song and like their story behind why they wrote it and when they wrote it and what they were all kind of collectively going through is really cool. So shout out to them. It's called Silence by Jay Walker's Worship. Cute. Yeah. That's probably, I have more, but I'll leave it at that. Okay. You just want to name them? No explanation, just name them on your list that you did Oh, sorry, mention. is that what I was supposed to be doing anyways? No, I apologize. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was supposed to do. Um, let me see. Not in a hurry. Oh, It came yeah. on earlier, and that it made me my... almost put it on my mm-hmm. main. Not in a hurry by United Pursuit and Will Reagan. I love Will Reagan. That's who I yep. used to listen to in college all the time. Um, Peace Be Still by the Lauren Blonde Co. Oh, nope. Well, but she does. She's in that. that. Yeah, the version you are thinking of. Um, okay, this one's a fun one. I don't, I told you I've been listening to, I've been trying to find some like, they're like hip hop rap type, uh-huh. whatever Christian music. And I do have a playlist because I, I actually I really have a playlist like it. too. It's called Trap Jesus. Yeah. So it's probably the, whatever, but, um, it's called Thanks in Advance. 
I've sent it to you, I think. I might have heard that, yeah. But it's by somebody called Evan Ford. Evan and Eris? Okay. I don't know. It's, it's a good time, but it's basically like, I'm already thanking you for things that I know you can do mm-hmm. if you haven't done them yet. Yeah, yeah. Which we love. Um, God Turn It Around by Church of the City. Girl, I found that one on accident last year. Love her. At, on a it, morning that I needed to hear it. Yep. Yep. Um, How To Be Yours, also. Chris, Chris Rindzema. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Sorry, Mr. Chris. And then Seasons is on there because I love Seasons and we know it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Another in the Fire. Specifically acoustic version. Yeah, okay. Your bench is getting pretty heavy now. And my last one is um, How Beautiful. Phil Wickham? No, not Beautiful. How Beautiful. I didn't put the artist, but it's probably... It's is a that the camp song? No. Yeah, how beautiful. No, I know what you're talking about, and that is by <laughs> Phil Wickham. But How Beautiful is different, and now, I'm, now all I'm thinking about is Beautiful. Okay, all right. We'll find it. Goes. Okay, on my bench, I'm going in with... Um, when you were talking about Phil Wickham earlier, I did want to mention this one, Hymn of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that one? Oh, mm-hmm. love. Great. Um, it just gets me all... He's very good. He's a very good writer. Yeah. Um, all, all sorts of feels with that one. Um, that part that says, and when we stand face to face with all the angels mm-hmm. and the saints and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I know what you're talking about. Woo! Um, okay. That's very good. Let You Go by Will Reagan and United Pursuit. You know mm-hmm. that one? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could do a whole sermon on that one, but I'll keep going. Um, this is a new one that's really fun. Up on this rock. I've mm. sent this one mm. to you. Um, but it basically says, up on this rock, held on stand a chance. Kind of the same thing with Firm yeah. Foundation based on the yeah. build your house on solid ground. Um, yes and Amen by mm-hmm. House Fires was a contender. A great one. King of Kings, Hillsong. Also, I took her off my list completely, but I love. Yes. Lean Back by Capital City, I think is who sings it. I don't know. Because no? all I'm thinking of right now is a lean back. back. A lean, lean back. back from middle for the, school. For the longest time, I didn't listen to this one because that's what I thought of when no, I heard I have it. To but it is, it is very sweet. Um, and then this one I think I put on the March playlist, but I've got the joy. Oh, that I yeah, sing. yeah. Bless Beans me, and greens bless and me. Cool. Oh, no. wait, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, that's another one that I do love. It's not another. I got the joy. Oh gosh! So this is the one where he it's has that track, interlude, Jesus. and he's talking about. I know what um, you're talking about. Yes, but he's like, my mama used to sing a song, and it went beans and greens and corns and things. Yeah. We gonna have some crop. We gonna have some crop. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one's fun. The one I'm talking about, I think I've sent it to you as well. It's on my, um, whatever. Oh, it's very fun. Oh, it's literally it's Maverick City, but it goes. sometimes and I'm chanting this. Anyways, it's really long, but it's very that fun. That is funny. Because I'll be chanting in my house, beans and greens and corns and things. Yeah, no. I listened to that that night at Starbucks. You sent that other one to me. I love that. Now I'm just going to all the new ones. That Wait, I, I want you to send me your... I'm going to send you mine. I want you to send me yours of that are like the hip-hoppy songs. Okay. It, okay. That's what I've been listening to when I'm at work. Because sometimes the worship music of work gets oh, me yeah. a little sleepy. Yeah, that's true. Because I can't true. lock into the reason. Well, I I actually have... So my my playlist that I've had forever 
it's got like 16 hours of music on it. It's just called Jesus. But now I also have a um, Trap Jesus playlist, a Vibe Jesus playlist. I have a... Uh, yeah, my long one's also just called Jesus. A Jesus Party playlist. I have a Vibe Jesus. Vibe Jesus is my hip hop one. Oh, my Trap Jesus is the one. My Vibe is kind of like um, yeah. acoustic, chill yeah. situation. Yeah. Anyways. All right, well... This was fun. Thank you for coming to our 2023 worship song draft. Wow, so fun. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, the next draft. We have many more coming with different things. Oh, so, so just buckle up. It's just a whole series now. If you have any ideas of series that you would like song to do. drafts with Betty Carroll and Allie. Yeah, we need like an actual name. We'll wait, come up with one. Can we make a jingle for it? <gasps> just kidding, most of it. it could no, be funny. let's do it. Oh, that'll be a good time. We'll incorporate beans and greens and corns and things. <laughs> we're going to have some Bless crap. me, bless <laughs> me. Do, do, do. You need to listen to that. Really okay. Fun. All right. We're going to make a, a jingle. Okay. Peace. Bye. If our draft pick teams actually went head to head against each other, I really would have a hard time placing bets on who would win because they're just all so good. As someone who is constantly listening to music, I am so grateful for the singers, songwriters, producers, anyone who has a hand in creating these unbelievable worship songs for us to enjoy. We're always looking for new songs and resurrecting old ones we forgot about. So drop your current favorite worship song or even your own top five draft picks in the comment section below the show notes. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we have two playlists available for you. Our March playlist, which is full of songs we're connecting with this month, and our new 2023 Worship Song Draft playlist featuring all of the songs that were mentioned in this episode. You can find the links to both playlists in the show notes or by searching Valley Plus View on Spotify. Also in the show notes, we've listed all resources like scripture, books, podcast songs, or anything else we've mentioned in this episode. Whether you're in the Valley, at the View, or somewhere in between, keep on hiking and we'll see you next time.